Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the Driving More Show here on Monday evenings at 8pm live on Facebook, YouTube and Twitter. You can also catch the podcast as well. Obviously you can watch back on those channels, but if you want to join in the live chat, then that's the time uh, you can come and join us uh, in the live chat as well. Um, and uh, joining me this uh, evening, um, I've got Steve from uh, Cornflakes Crib. How are you doing, sir? I'm good. Good to be here again. Good to see you. Uh, looking forward to, looking forward, right? So that's, that was a weird thing to say. I'm almost going to start a poem if I keep that up. Looking forward to looking forward. Let's go. It is pretty much a good yeah. I mean, there's there's not much to look back on. I mean, also obviously there was a barbarians game against Wales, but I'll be honest, yeah. I didn't I didn't watch that. I don't know if you did. Um, I thought it was on Sunday. It was on Saturday. On Saturday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the um oh and uh, oh yes, we could uh, apparently some um, world rankings were changing. Apparently, I don't know why. Um, but anyway, here we go. Um, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we might, we might, might have a quick look in on that. Um, the uh, I'll be honest, there was some women's rugby going on over the weekend, and there has been for a while now with the um, the uh, WXV. Uh, but um, I'll be honest, I've not been following that, so um, we won't we won't be talking about that. It's better to uh, either you give it your full attention, talk about it properly, or you don't. Basically, um, is, is is my point of view, and we just can't give it, do it proper, or I can't do it proper justice. Um, I don't know if you've been uh, catching those games, Steve. No, nope. no. Uh, I see results, and that—that's about it. I'm more intrigued yeah. about the the um, uh, the work of Sweden. You know, climbing up these. I'm just looking at the rankings now. The reviewers talking about, you know, <laughs> the powerhouses of rugby. I love. It. I love when a reviewer comes in because he always comes out with this crazy what? stuff about what's he gone about Lithuania beating Ukraine. Ah, uh, it's 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 the heart and soul of rugby. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, we do. Yeah, perhaps we did a tier two show. And actually, get get the reviewer on and doing his own show about tier yeah. two rugby, um, would be uh, would probably be, be how it how it is. Um, but um, in the uh, in the news, there was some bad news around the uh, barbarians side of things um, with um, one of their Fijian um, stars uh, getting a, um, accused of um, uh, sexual assault um, and getting therefore dropped from the team. So uh, um, apparently, uh, three different incidents on the same night in a nightclub. Um, so uh, separate instances as well, not uh, the yeah, three women weren't, weren't together. Um, it's just three separate women um, that, uh, that that uh, they allegedly did. He's denying it um, and um, has been told not he's not he's been released on bail and he's not allowed to go into Wales apart from when he's uh, which is where the game was. He's banned from the whole country um, until this uh, until this case is sorted out. Um, It'll be worse places to be banned from, right? <laughs> well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's not the worst. Yeah, it's not it's not that bad. Um, but um, you kind of like, oh yes, you're not allowed within X feet of somebody. No, no, you're not allowed in the whole frigging country. Go away. <laughs> That's too close. 
I mean, how long are his arms, for crying out loud? Um, <laughs> but um, but there you go. Uh, look, we're, we're joking about it, but look, it's a serious matter. Should These things should not be happening in this day and age, ever, ever really. Um, and if he's guilty, then uh, clearly um, the book should be thrown at him. Um, if he's not guilty, then um, obviously move on with, um, with, 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 with his life. Um, um, Sam Kane has um, is going to have to go through um, the uh, the judiciary, um, not happening within the normal twenty four hours after a game. But you can imagine, you can understand why being the Rugby World Cup final um, with a whole um, uh, rugby awards show on the next night. I can think people were kind of busy, um, and uh, uh, and so yes, not a surprise that that will take a bit longer than uh, than usual to um, to get the hearing. And let's be honest, he's not playing rugby until next year, so it's not like they have to rush it. Uh, it's not there's no ru- any rush to do it. If he'd been lined up to play the following weekend, then look, you might want to throw your toys out the pram and stuff. But um, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter when it happens, does it? As long as it happens before next season. Oh yeah, but, he's um, off to Japan. Who cares? The, well, yes, there is that as well. Um, uh, there we go. Um, and yeah, apparently yes. Um, the uh, um, oh yeah, they actually played the Wales Barbarian game at the same time as the URC Welsh Derby game. I mean. Uh, this is just, just rugby administrators just can't get their, their arse and elbow. I and mean, really couldn't organize a piss and a brewery. Um, they really couldn't. Um, uh, the uh, mighty Benetton are, are unbeaten after three rounds. Oh my God. Wow. Oh, I guess they've got all their Italian fan, all their Italian internationals back. Whereas all the other teams might be resting some players. All your Italian fans. Come on. The fans are just as important as the players. Come on now. Uh, they, they have. <laughs> I mean, we've seen, Drips and drabs of other players coming back, but uh, URC has been really funny. So I've been following it um, and trying to catch bits and pieces I can. It's home advantage, man. Is mm. you're home, you're ninety percent chance you're going to win that game. I think. Um, well, there was one away upset uh, in the last round, which was I can't. Remember, I think it was one of the, one of the Welsh sides. I think off the top of my head, it was an Ospreys. Um, oh I mean, yeah, but it was a it was. You know, not not an upset by any stretch. It was one of the top teams versus bottom teams. And other than that, if you're at home, yeah, you are in a um a great place to to get yourself a, a victory there. So it's a it makes makes uh, picking and tipping a, a, probably a little bit easier, right? Because <laughs> you can go well if you're at home, then you got a good chance that you're going to uh, put out that victory um, on your side of things. So I'm just trying to see who it was that picked up that that away win. Um, oh, it was the Bulls versus Zebra. That's right. So it was 54-29. It was a bit of a thrashing. Every other game was a, a home victory. So there you go. Well, picking URC, just go home and you're pretty safe. Yeah, I mean, the trouble is is is, is, is a bit crazy in that one. Um, mm-hmm. Zebra is scoring over 29 points a game and losing every time. Well, Scott yep. Gregory and um, uh, Fertuli <sighs> Pai, who have both gone over from the Highlanders, um, are used to losing, aren't they? So perhaps that's perhaps, perhaps <laughs> taking the losing mentality with them. Although they're not used to scoring tries, though, on the other side of things. Well, there is that, yes, that's true. <laughs> I think it's been quite cool. It's like, it, it just because you look at performances, right? And you look at the way teams are playing and their form. And it's just, it's not like Super Rugby, you go like, well, this team's playing really well at the moment. This team's playing, team's playing really badly. It's just that their travel is, especially for the South African sides, right? That, yes. That's the real killer. And teams going to South Africa and then coming back home again. Uh, and, and you see teams get smoked on the road. And then the next week, they are winning games and, and against better opposition. So it's really. Really intriguing from that point of things because no team is really, really, truly dominating. I mean, the Bulls, I thought the Bulls looked really, really, really good uh, throughout the tournament. But, you know, they've had an off week as well as they've gone through. So, yeah, intriguing tournament. I'm, I'm quite interested by it um, so far. It's just that the, 
unpredictability of it has has been uh, really really fun. Yeah, I think it's it's one of those ones that, that definitely will take a while to settle down um, until the international players are back. Yes, right? um, especially even, for Irish yeah. ones. Uh, uh, well, and the, and the South African players as well. They're not back yet playing. Um, True. So there's a number of players to come back. Um, and um, well, you've got um, uh, well, apparently there's a video showing uh, Dan Bigger um, his his his, his oh, back seizing up to the ball. Um, but um, so because you remember, I think it was eight years ago now that uh, Connor Connor won the um, the title or got close or had or had a, a really good run. And again, it was on a um, it was either them or, or, or Scarlets, uh, and it was basically when there were when it was a World Cup year. So they had this. They didn't lose any players to every World Cup. They lost like one player to every World Cup. Um, whereas other teams uh, were obviously lost a lot more players, and so hence they got a fantastic run up, run off, um, run up to start off the season. Um, and so from that point of view, uh, yeah, it, it'll take a while to settle down. Whilst you say the Irish and South African players um, take their time to return um, to um, uh, to this competition. So yeah, let's just see um, how. Um, how it goes, but I think it will. Yeah, it it, it it will come down. But travel is a big thing, particularly to and from South Africa. Um, in uh, in that one, um, won it, won it in uh, 2015. There we go. Um, eight years. Eight years. Red Bull Cup. Nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> Bang. Boom. <laughs> That's why people come watch the show. You see these facts. <laughs> show oh, over. Man. Mic drop. We're done. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. And off the back of that Sam Kane stuff, by the way, there has been, um, yeah, some research coming out of um, out of Southland uh, or um, or, in, or down that way um, about some um, came out Otago University um, oh. uh, about um, uh, about head high tackles and all that kind of stuff and wearing uh, gum shields with chips in and, and things. Uh, and look, some very good points in that in the fact that look, um, there's next to no research on women. In this situation, they always just count women as being small men, um, which um, I deliberately use uh, quote quotes there, um, which is just bollocks because they are physiologically different uh, and they do need their own research. So, there's, so it's good to see that there's an increase in research in that space is is starting to happen, um, but um, still there's nowhere near enough for that. But basically, shock horror. Um, the uh, the findings are that the higher the tackle is, the more chances of brain injuries. No shit, Sherlock. There we go. Um, <laughs> How much money did that cost? I could have done that for free. Well, no, I would have. I would have a little bit cheaper than they did it. So, but, it, but they do say, look, it's not just the big hits; it's any any kind of hits um, in in that um, uh, in in that one. Um, so yes. Um, uh, the uh, so so we'll we'll see how how that um, how, how that goes. Uh, Obviously, more research is needed. Uh, interesting one that a, a whole bunch of sports people around the world have been donating their brains to, um, once they're dead, to be uh, dissected and, and, and studied. Very few New Zealand um, rugby players have done so. Um, New Zealand rugby players, athletes, please step up and start doing that. I'm sure lots of you watch the show um, and uh, therefore will uh, we'll donate take your that. brain. Um, Simon, he says the fans don't like that stuff, Paul. Fans, uh, less, less rules and want more big hits. Now, look. Yes and no. There are two ways of going. You can either go the NOL route, where basically they've gone, <laughs> let's just watch people get their heads knocked off um, and we'll basically have UFC with a rugby ball. Um, or you go the route of the NFL, where if you watch NFL now, uh, they have taken the emphasis away from um, the hits and from power and they've moved it towards the skill side of the sport. Um, uh, watching the Super Bowl two years ago or last year, I remember watching it and thinking, geez, a player there has just pushed a player 
after the whistle and he's got done for unnecessary roughness. And it's like, what? The whistle? And it's just a push. There was nothing. I mean, the guy didn't fall over. There was no, no, not much force behind it, etc. Um, and uh, yeah, over the last 10 years or so, um, maybe a bit longer, uh, the NFL has moved from being a, what was historically a, a, a bash sport where big hits and uh, violence was celebrated to being a skill sport and I don't and look there's still a physical element don't get me wrong mm. but the emphasis has changed and their viewership hasn't gone down so I don't see why rugby can't do the same and um, Stephen you watch a bit more NFL a bit more um, yeah NFL than I do um yeah that, that, I don't agree it has changed a little bit um I saw there's definitely still a lot of emphasis on on massive shots and that but I think the discipline side of it has has definitely stepped up as and like you say about uh, after the whistle Nothing happens, you know. The, the showboating side of things afterwards is gone. You, you know, the taunting. Um, they've, they've got the the penalties in place for you know what well, they call it when they grab the grill or they touch the grill of the other guy's helmet or something like that. Anything like that. Yeah. Um, you know, all that sort of stuff is, is really emphasized quite a lot now. So yeah, there's a lot of emphasis changed. Um, it's it's kind of probably tidies the game up, speeds the game up a little bit. Uh, but yeah, there's there's just certainly no loss of love of the game. There is there for sure. That's um as, as popular as it's anything um, right now. And, and but the thing is, though, if something happens, fans know just as much as the referees what the penalty is going to be. Like you watch um, the, even the media coverage of, you know, like the shows they do, or you watch, you know, fan sort of interaction with it. As soon as a flag goes out, they know what it is. They know exactly yeah. straight away. It's like, oh, 26 pushed that guy, you know, after the whistle goal or whatever, or, you know, anything like that. It's like, hey, no, straight away. The problem with rugby, I think, is is that opposite. A whistle goes and you're like, well, what happened? It's like, was it that bad? You know, it's, it's a lot of, no one really knows what's going on. So a, a little bit more uh, certainty with the way the laws are officiated would, would help as well. But yeah, I think, uh, hey, they've changed so much with the game as well. What, what could hurt anymore? I mean, <laughs> could it get much worse than what they've already done? I mean, with the blooming logos and stuff as well, as reviewers saying, my goodness me. Unbelievable. So yeah, so to my mind, um, we do need to change the. the I, I think rugby should go to more, more towards a skill based game, um, rather mm-hmm. and rather rather than being a, a, a and and try and sell it that that route, rather than trying to sell it as being this big hard um, smashing game. Um, and it just needs something that needs to move move in that direction. Is it would be my opinion. I did do a chat with do, um, do you know Gift from USA? Um, I did I did have a whole I did a whole show with him. Uh, talking about it and actually looking at how um, the NFL had changed um, their approach a couple of years ago now, I think it is. Um, I might um, throw that in the uh, comments afterwards so you guys can find that show if you want to uh, have a listen to uh, Gift and I chatting about how um, NFL had changed its view, changed from being uh, a physical or a bash-based sport to being a uh, focused, to being a technical or a skill-focused game. I mean, the, the, the protection of the... Uh, the um, the quarterback gets nowadays yeah, um, is is unreal. Um, <laughs> let's mm-hmm. be let's be honest on that one. Um, any other kind of um, oh yeah, Lee Halfpenny. We talked. We haven't really talked about that, have we? Yeah, um, Lee Halfpenny coming has signed for the Crusaders. Stephen and I talked about this pre-show. Um, he's not the only one coming over, actually, folks. Um, Reese Pratchell is also coming over to the Highlanders as well. So uh, a couple of uh, ex-Welsh players um, uh, coming over. Um, obviously. Still be very happy with Reese Patchell after the uh, success of Freddie Burns uh, at the Highlanders last year. Um, the um, so um, um, so uh, but um, 
yeah, sorry, Simon's in the live chat saying, haven't seen Gifted in a long time. Yeah, he's in Brazil now and doing some other stuff. Uh, married a Brazilian girl. Um, uh, I think he's um, doing good, though. Um, uh, but yeah, I think he's changed his focus on what he's what he owns, the content he produces um, on that front. Um, so Lee Halfpenny um, uh, will be an assistant coach uh, and player, assistant coach and player. Wow, that's along, interesting. Along with Ryan Crotty, I hope. The um, what you, 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 you want Ryan Crossy playing? Do you? He must be at least sixty hundred by now, right? The, <laughs> coming <laughs> back from number. <laughs> coming back from Japan. Um, uh, look, folks. The um, but let, let, let's just talk about the uh, the, the the half penny one there because he is probably the highest profile uh, international signing um, for a while now. Let's be honest. Um, and um, yeah, this idea that he'll be playing ten that just I mean that that seems like a bit of a joke to me. Um, as cover for Fergus Burke, who apparently is um, start who looks looks like he might be injured um, at the moment. Um, but um, uh, your your thoughts on uh, on, on, on bringing Lee Halfpenny in and playing him at ten for the first time in his entire professional career? He's uh, average at best. Um, goodness, how else do you describe it without being too mean? Oh, look, these guys that come over, they come over for two reasons, right? It's not for the money. They come over either at the start of their career for exposure to try and propel themselves forward, or they come over at the end of their career because they've all heard about playing rugby in New Zealand. It's such a cultural experience and fantastic thing to to our experience as a player that you, you got to try at least once you know and also and to, also start your, start your career to, to to grow your game improve your game not to not just give you exposure yeah. to give you the yeah the the so yeah the the, the 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 coaching and training here is second to none apparently it, well, it's like the coaches going overseas right how many all blacks coaches now do we see going over to ireland england or whatever and then coming back and having that international experience i guess it's the flip side of that for a player uh but yeah i mean it, it's it's a very I guess this is a new look crusaders sort of idea, isn't it? Like, is this what we're going to see from them in the future since, you know, post Robinson and, and a whole new staff uh, leading that side going ahead. So I don't know. I'm, I'm not sold on it. I think he's, yeah, he's, he's going to have a good kicking game. I don't think his game style is sort of going to blend into super rugby that well, because super rugby we know is a, a game that typically, it's a go for it, no matter where you are on the field. Not many teams play too much test match, you know, tactical kicking for corners and all that sort of thing. They like to use the backs. Um, they like to get the wingers involved. All the backline players all like to touch the ball at least more than twice. You know, I'm surprised Henry Arundel's not coming over here just so he learns what a rugby ball looks like because um, he's the sort of guy that's hardly seen one. You know, I, I, I'm kind of worried about the Crusaders and how or what style they're going to play with him if he is going to be playing at 10, uh, that could be, that could be really, really interesting, but you know, around him, what, what talent has he got? He's got such cracking talent around him. So it's going to be a, a really fantastic side, but I, I just think give the young guys a go. That's what I don't like about it. Like who's missing out on the spot in his place for New Zealand rugby, especially in a number 10 jumper, which is I think priority number one for New Zealand rugby right now. Oh uh, yeah. We, we will be talking about number 10 in a second um, uh, or, or later in the show. Sorry. Not, perhaps not in a second, um, but look, the idea of having a ten is a farce. <laughs> Look, that's first. It ain't. I, I can't see it happening. Um, there, are, there are other players um, who you would put in there, like David Havili, for example. Um, they just signed Rivers Rehana. Um, look, yep. the Naples full squads will come out on Thursday this week. So what we'll do is we'll we'll have we'll start looking at them squad by squad um, from next week. Pardon me. So don't worry about that. So 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 we won't go into in depth. That's what it is. But no, Lee Halfpenny is. 
uh, yeah, sure, he's coming over for the experience, for the lifestyle. Uh, he's not coming over, as you say, for the money. Um, will he play every single game? No. Um, but he'll play. But but what he will bring is uh, experience um, and professionalism um, to, a, to, 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 a, to a side. Remember, this is this is a side that are losing. Um, you lose the um, uh, what, um, Mitch, uh, or Sam Whitelock, uh, Rich, um, Richie Mwanga, Jack Goodhue. Leicester Fying and Uku uh, are all going. So it brings a bit more, it brings sort of a bit more uh, leadership experience into that as to how to behave off the pitch, um, how to prepare yourself, um, that kind of stuff um, as, as well. Uh, it means that, so yeah, it means that Will Jordan doesn't have to play every single game. Um, it means that uh, they can manage his his, his minutes because that's why he is, uh, has played a lot of minutes for the All Blacks uh, and will be expected to do so going forward as well. So I don't think it's a bad signing um, per, per se. But but not as a ten, God no. <laughs> that's that's no. You hire you you get him as a fifteen. Maybe maybe six ten years ago you get might get him as a, ten, as a fifteen slash winger. Not anymore though. Um, and the one thing he shouldn't do is um, be teaching the guys how to tackle because boy oh boy, here's a guy who gets his head in the wrong place. Yes, he stops players, but not in a good way. Um, and his main goal will be, uh, yeah, not getting knocked out, um, in my, my point of view, on that one. Um, don't you think the five Super Rugby franchises to join the URC instead of a better competition? Oh, my God. that Jeez, no. No. This is one thing we learned about Super Rugby when South was involved, is don't be playing games at 2 o'clock in the morning. No one gives a shit. We're sleeping, right? Give us games during the daytime when we're awake, please. Playing games in the middle of the night, no one cares, right? It just, yeah, it does not work. Um, so yeah, so on that one, uh, yeah, and so for next week we'll, we'll start going through the through the um, through the sides. Um, the uh, the main uh, Freddie Burns flashbacks. <laughs> like he wasn't that bad, right? Yeah, he was. Um, but he was. He's pretty think? bad. Oh. I mean, they had to use them for a start off. Then they didn't well, know yeah. where they wanted to use them. And so it's kind of like, well, why why bother going to all the effort of giving, getting the guy there? Uh, you know. Have a solid plan. I I I can't have more hopes for Riggs Patchell to be <laughs> to be sadly honest about it because look at what they've got. You know they're not going to be shuffling around Mitch Hunt anymore. He's gone. True. So yep. uh, that kind of jersey is is his to share with possibly like a Cam Miller or something like that. Um, yeah, a bit of a youth in there. So I think there's going to be a bit of responsibility in there for him as well to actually do something constructive or do something half decent. What? He's only 30 years old. It's not like he's over the hill and far down the other side and collapsing by a tree. So he's still got a bit of legs in him, and I think they're going to need him. I think they're going to need a guy who's going to run and and do a little bit of decent sort of stuff for, to ignite these outside backs. Because let's be honest, this Highlanders side actually has some good wingers now. We've actually got guys who can hopefully finish. Because <laughs> let's be honest, what we've lacked for like the last decade is players who can actually finish creative chances. And I think this time... We've got some real standout stars in that back line that are going to be on the end of some hopefully, hopefully exciting play. So fingers crossed, right? Yep, and we will do a full rundown, a full review of um, the uh, the Highlanders um, going forward. So, as, as we've already pointed out, uh, there, there has been some change there with uh, two of their centres playing for Zebra um, now. Um, and um, and the, it's uh, with the, what, one, two, four, five, six, seven, eight... 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. 17 players have left the Highlanders from last year. So, uh, yeah, there's been a lot of change around these squads um, and we'll get a better view 
as to uh, what they uh, what what these squads look like on on Thursday. Um, but um, yeah, a few interesting names back. I mean, Caleb Trask back as well, which I think is an interesting one um, from um, from Japan, uh, and um, perhaps say. Uh, Tony Brown um, over, overreacted to our small backs being run over, an option for bulk that was a slow instead. Ah, well, there we go. That's the um, the Highlanders. Uh, what, what, that, there you go. That, that's what went wrong with the Highlanders. So we get, bring bring back the small backs. Um, but let's have a quick look at the um, at the, uh, the the main topic of tonight is, is, to, is to have a look at the All Blacks um, and um, and decide uh, and, and look at who's kind of going, who's going to leave, who, who's going to be around next year. Um, where are the gaps going um, to uh, to be? Um, the um, so looking at, uh, at at the squad, let's start at the top there. Um, I think we pretty much say that um, offers is off, isn't he? Um, it's offer. Actually, he's still he, technic, technically he's actually still around next year. Um, so uh, so uh, yes, yeah. So actually, sorry that, that that's uh, that's wrong. Offer is not off. Um, but um, the. Uh, uh, Lua Lala is though. Um, yes. I think got down. Yeah, he's off to he Toulouse. He's off to Toulouse. Um, so, uh, so look. So, so most of the uh, most of the uh, most of the props are still around at next year. Um, so it's not like uh, so. Actually, there's there's, that, there's there's consistency there. Dane Coles is uh, is is on his way now. Actually, the All Blacks um, did a magnificent eight players. Uh, and tributes to these players who are leaving. So he, he, here's who they covered: um, Brady Retallick, um, Nipo Luolala, Samuel Whitelock, uh, Aaron Smith, um, Dane Coles, Richie Mwanga, Shannon Frizzell, and uh, Lester Fanganuku. Um, now, Bowden Barrett is heading overseas, but apparently he's not one of the magnificent eight. He's coming back though. He's only there for a season, right? No, he's not. Well, he's two seasons at least, and he may come back. I mean, who who knows what's going to happen by then, right? I mean, Richie Moan has um, three seasons, and he's not part of that magnificent eight either. No, Richie Moan was. Yep. Oh, was he? <laughs> so R R Richie was. Who? Yeah, obviously, he's not coming back, um, or that's not not within it. But um, uh, but but clearly, um, but clearly, bro. Um, um, uh, um, uh, yeah, Brody apparently is um, coming back. Oops, I just did an undo, which was not what I meant to do. Oh, redo. Um, so yeah, so we've also got Whitelock and um, Brody have uh, have gone. Brazil, um, um, Sam Kane and Surveyor have both gone for Super Rugby, um, but um, they are only um, around as. Um, uh, actually, yeah, is 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 Razor's contract for two or four years? Normally, they do two years. So, um, uh, who knows? We probably should know that. Um, the uh, so yeah, so Shannon Frizzell, um heading as we just heard about Aaron Smith. Four. Obviously, uh, four years. Oh, okay, that's good. Through the World um, Cup, yep. That good here I mentioned was gone. Um, and uh, so Sam Gilbert, he was on our list as being potential All Black. Um, Bodie's gone, as talked about, and so has um, Lester Fanganuku. So actually, looking at that, then as to who has um, as to who's gone, clearly 
a big hole in the locks. Um, especially when you look at that list of who was waiting at home. Um, Arcoy, Strange, Walker Leary, Lord. Um, none of those have got that much experience. Uh, so, uh, and Tupu Vai, again, not a lot of experience. Um, is uh, So Scott Barrett is the only experienced lock, literally. Um, where's Sam Gilbert going? Sam Gilbert's gone over to um, Zebra. Um, is have I got, no, I've got, I've got, I've got one player? No, um, Briggery and Fatuli Pyro. Oh, Briggery. Sorry, my bad, my bad. I'm, I'm getting my names mixed up. Oh, dear. Briggery and Gilbert, same, same. Um, he, he's not he's not locked in yet as a squad member, though, so. Yeah, okay, so we'll see. And he's, he's um, a team option, too, so I think they should, they should definitely be keeping him. I think he's got a good future. We'll see what happens um, with with um, sorry 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 folks my my bad Sam Gilbert isn't going just me being dyslexic and can't 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 read names um, so looking at this really there are only there, there, there are kind of two areas that I think are of of, of real of of, 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 of well, yeah of concern um, locks and five eight locks and ten those are the two areas I think everywhere else uh, you still got Christy Royguard and Brad Webber is um, is leaving. Did we not push Christie off that plane over Scotland? I thought that was the plan. <laughs> did he come back? Did he did he arrive at Auckland Airport? Oh, that's disappointing. Swimming straight over Scotland. See you, see you, Christy. Go play for Edinburgh. I don't care. Just whoo, see you. Um, him and uh, who else will be dropping off there as well? Oh, Caleb Clark. I don't care what country you drop him over. Any of them. <laughs> just, just, if you see land, throw him off. Give him a parachute. Woo! See you later. He's gone. Uh, if, they, if those two didn't come back, I'm very happy. Oh dear! That's me. got faith in Razor um, that he's not going to pick him. The um, Ankerville's gone as well. Right? Um, uh, so is um, so is um, to have checked neither. Like, neither of those guys. Who's that guy? Him. Who's he? Who's he? <laughs> what a loser! Come back to Um. So look. So um. So yeah, I think the All Blacks actually not in a bad place with Razor coming in. It's not like it, there's. It's not like it's got major overhaul. Um. Uh, most of his players are still around. Um, two first choice wingers are, are there. First choice centres are there. Um, he's got um, experience replacements um, at uh, potentially uh, at uh, at scrum half. Um, the back row is um, is pretty much is is mainly there because Ethan Blackadder slotting in for Frizzell. Um, the locks, as we say, a bit thin. Hookers, um, Cody Taylor. And um, Samasoni are still around, uh, and then in, against again in the props, five out of the six props who went to the All Blacks uh, went to the uh, World Cup are still there. Not that I think you can rely on offer for too much longer, um, due to age, more than anything else. Um, so it's not as it's 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 not the kind of big clear out that we've seen after the Rugby World Cup, Steve. Not really, I guess. I think it's just the caliber probably of of player that. Um makes you kind of think that it is. I, I think there's only one real position. I, our locks, I, I think, over the next two years will, will sort themselves out. I think we've got a good enough depth for that lock, but I think we need the next two years are going to be huge for anyone who wants to don a number 10 jumper. Anyone wants to put on that team jumper, uh, you're putting yourself in a position if you perform for a season, you have a really good year uh, to be wearing a, a number 10 a black one. Uh, that's, I think, a really good position. But this, this is what's exciting, man. This is the best part about a World Cup. Although you go through the actual World Cup itself, but afterwards, 
when you go, okay, it's like, bye-bye, see you later, you're old and you should go anyway. But now we get to say, hey, you know, where's that next step coming from? You know, who's going to fill those boots? And it's kind of, I reckon it's the most exciting part because now is when you start to see, is he good enough for the for the All Blacks? Is he good enough in that spot? Is he going to get, you know, 12 games in a row to be able to play? Is, is he going to stay injury-free? You know, there's so many options now with players. And we're already seeing it, like, 10 was such a, a problematic area, I thought, you know, going through that World Cup, not only at the World Cup, you know, Mawanga got injured. And how many injury scares did he have in the World Cup? Like six? It was crazy. Every week, it's sort of like you had something different bandaged up. It's like they were playing a prank, really, through the World Cup. But now there's so many guys coming through that could be good. You know, Caleb Trask coming back. I only seen that this morning. I was like, well, there's another option. You know, you got the... Um, uh, the young guys, I'm about to fire a whole, a whole bunch of names at you. Okay, go. Um, the, 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 the stuff have come out. Obviously, um, D Mac oh, is, 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 in, is, in is in the hot seat, and you were expecting him to be first choice next year. Nope. Um, no, first choice fullback. First choice fullback. Hey, even okay. Foster agreed with me by the end of the World Cup. Where did McKenzie play in the finals when he came on? Where did he come on? He didn't come on at 10. True. I, I agree in content, but I, in all honesty, Will Jordan had his worst game of his entire life in that final, uh, unfortunately. Uh, he was dropping the ball, and so that's so he replaced Will Jordan. Um, I, I'm a massive fan of Will Jordan, um, but he had a shocker um, that night, unfortunately. Um, just a shame it was on the biggest stage ever um, there, and it, it happens to uh, um, to the best of them, um, unfortunately. And uh, yeah, he was what unlucky there. So, DMAC is currently uh, is is considered the obvious choice. Um, Fergus Burke of um, the of, of the Crusaders, only twenty four, um, and I think he actually did a a decent job last year. I was I was uh, I was impressed by him in Super Rugby. Um, the uh, so so uh, so he could be um, so yeah, yeah he 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 could he throws hat hat in the ring. Uh, I think he'll get. So I think he'll be the first first. I mean, he'll be the starter for the Crusaders. Well, if he's fit. Mm-hmm. Um, Agreed. Blues, Zon nah, Just, just carry on. <laughs> don't, don't say, the, don't say the p words. There's two p words, and if you say either of them, it's not. No. Zon, yeah, 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 maybe. To me, I think I see Zon Sullivan as a 15. I don't see him as a 10. I, I, I see both the Sullivans will be all blacks. Both Sullivans will be all blacks, but not as tens. Yeah, really? Wow. Yeah. What, what, I'm what? Sure. Re, what's the really part? The, the tens or both of them being all blacks? I, I can't. I, I'm not sure Bayes oh, is big enough. The um, Harry Potter, say it. The, the reviewer you can go over that one. I think Ben Solomon unfortunately doesn't have the size uh, for international rugby. Oh, that's a Damien McKenzie excuse. <laughs> yeah, he's not in the centres, right? Um, that, that's a, that's a Marcus playing... Smith excuse. That's all sorts yeah. of small player excuses. Yeah, but you're, you're, you're talking about the guys who you're going to hide at fullback away from get, having to make lots of tackles. You're not talking about a guy in the 13 channel who's expected to basically be the linchpin of the back of the back. We've got, we got four years. We've got four years. Okay. 
Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. He can grow up and he can bulk up. I just think they're both quality. I just think when you're looking at young talent and for backline players, I think they're both quality quality players have a lot of valuable assets. And considering there's you know, Auckland player involved in there, you should be taking that quickly, stacking it away in your pocket and moving <laughs> on because I don't often speak nicely of Auckland players. I, I agree. They're both both quality players, and Balin, um, I've, I've watched him play a lot for for, for Waikato um, in the flesh. Um, I think he's a cracking player. I'm just not sure he can uh, that, that next level. Well, we'll, we'll see. Maybe he can serve up. Be be, be great again. Um, Josh Jacob of Taranaki, 22 year old. I think it's a bit early to be uh, to be kind of uh, putting that kind of pressure on him. I, I can't see him I, uh, next World Cup. That's um, wow. That's a big ask um, to be getting in that that quickly at number ten. With that, with zero super rugby experience. Yeah, yeah, that's that's yep, long shot, yeah. super long shot. I, <laughs> super long way shot down episode. the list. Um, Ruben Love at Wellington. Yep. Um, Aiden Morgan. The um, do you think? Yeah, who's going to have that ten jersey for for for, for Love for, will play fullback. The Canes. Canes. Love play fullback, and okay, we'll see. Well, that's what they've done previously, right? So, I, I, if they're both fit, right? Seeing they're both fit, I think you. You're adaptable players, I guess. So, mm-hmm. and I mean, they've, they've moved Aiden Morgan around a bit, and they've moved Ruben Love around a bit too, haven't they? So, they've both played throughout the back line. So, I just think they seem to, based on what they've done already, they seem to feel that Morgan is more the natural 10, whereas they seem to have gravitated towards moving Ruben Love away from 10 and getting in the old timers. I heard they have um, last season, was it a Garden Bashup? It was a hyphen guy's name um, in a 10 instead. So, yeah. Um, I can't remember who it was. They got an old guy in instead of him, so and they moved him around. So that's why it's just like maybe they favour him in that sort of position. As I quickly scroll through and well, try they, and find who they had there um, in ten instead, no, can't find it. Well, they're Cameron Godfrey and Morgan are the uh, are the three they've got. Um, Riley Hoppy um, Hohepper was also um, was also there. Um, were the uh, were the names they had in at, uh, at the Canes? But yeah, with Brett Cameron there. Um, I'm actually surprised that they that um, they actually not mentioned Brett Cameron because I thought I think Brett Cameron has uh, has improved. Look, he's a one cap All Black. Um, uh, I think there's a good chance of uh, of, of get of, of claiming that Hurricanes ten jersey for himself. But we'll um, we'll see. Again, another massive long shot. In fact, they got a couple of, um, um, here. Um, Lucas Cashmere Cashmore for the for the for Bay of Plenty, twenty one. I mean, look, he's still not got any Super Rugby. So come on. Um, Major long shot there. Um, Cam Miller for Otago. Um, again, I'm not sure how much game time he's going to get with uh, with Reese Priestland there. 
Um, and again, he's 21. Uh, I, again, I, it's that that's he's going to need a few years before you before you talk about him being being in there. Um, and then uh, uh, um, Taha uh, Kamara uh, for Waikato I, and, and the Crusaders. Um, is he going to get some head of um, uh, Fergus Burke? I don't think so. So, yeah, so I think we're looking at, I mean, obviously um, down in the Highlanders, you're looking at um, maybe Cam Miller, but Brees Priestland's there. Um, we've got Fergus Burke at um, the, uh, the the Crusaders. Uh, we've got um, Brett Cameron, I think, will probably have the, the 10 jersey. You think um, Morgan for the, for the Hurricanes. Um, D-Mac has got the 10 jersey for... Um, or Caleb Trask was it? No, Caleb Trask. Um, Trask maybe the Chiefs. Yeah, the Chiefs. Um, the uh, and then and then at the Blues. Um, Don't say it. <laughs> well, to be fair, there's Perfetta <laughs> there. Um, uh, so so Stephen Perfetta. The question is, and also, I mean, actually, oh, no. uh, a guy who uh, uh, Josh Uwani at the Chiefs as well. So we'll see. Um, there is Perfetta and Uwani. Um, Perifetta to me, I think is, I think DMAC and Perifetta are the two kind of more established guys who you would put in as being one and two for the All Blacks. Um, but obviously, this is with with we're not. Uh, this is off the back of Foster's choices rather than whoever Razor might decide. But I, I but um, to me, that at the moment, it's DMAC and, and Perifetta are the uh, would be are the established guys that need to be knocked over. Yep. Oh, I agree. They probably are your front two leaders, but um, you know, I'll be a selector by this time next year, so I'll be able to sort it all out by then. And uh, we'll, we'll get rid- get rid of Christie, um, you know, get get rid of Pierre Fetter, uh, Josh Uani. Don't even know. Um, I, I mean, he struggles at Super Rugby level. Let's be honest; he's never really fulfilled that Super Rugby level of ability, let alone going further than that. I think, I think now is the time you, you have to experience these guys and the squad and find out you've got pretty much two years right two years to nail down at least a, a good core of, of most of these positions i think in those next two years leading up to the world cup is when you've got to whittle that core or that that wider group down to a squad right over the over the 12 18 months after that and then obviously you're at go time again so this, this is the time you want to take a risk i mean uh scott robinson's probably invincible right now right i think he can probably have you know he's better off taking risks now and then dumping some guys that aren't, aren't doing the job than he is doing it next year. Because you don't want to be going into year two when people start getting nervous about World Cup cycles, and then you start pulling some risks and they don't come off. Now's the time to make your risk. Now's the time to, to find out what these guys... And based on Super, it's based on Super Rugby Four member too. Like, we're looking at these guys yeah, now going, true. oh, they're in the squad. Yeah. They've got a whole season to play. We can easily see, um, you know, any of these guys. Uh, Peter Fitter could have, have an absolutely dumper. He get injured in round one for, for eight weeks. And then, you know, what's your chances of that? So it's, yeah, there's a lot of water to go on that bridge. But based on where they stand now, I, I still would like to see chances to guys who have had a couple of seasons at Super Rugby. Now it's their time to make that step up or become a journeyman and go play in Japan. And, I, you know, I'm talking about the Morgans, the Ruben Loves, um, all those sort of guys throughout the, you know, the Pierre Fitters for that state, same thing. You know, Caleb Trask, he's already, he's already jumped ship, I thought was quite surprising. Um, and tactically now he's come back 
good timing, right? Right back at the start of a new cycle. So he's got things on his mind that he wants to achieve. So yeah, we'll see. I, I just think now's the time to watch the rugby, the standout guys take a chance. Yeah, he kind of trials 24. I think it's, um, I think, as I say, I think it's a fact. He's gone and had a bit of experience. Um, mm-hmm. The um, Perifetta 26. Yeah, he either makes it next year or he doesn't at the end of the day for Perifetta. Yep. Um, Off to Japan. On, um, on, 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 on that one. Um, I still think Razor's allowed two losses next year, max. Any more than that, um, then, um, then there's then to be big, one of those against South Africa, basically. Um, they should not lose any other games in the rugby championship against Australia and, and Argentina. They should win those games. End of story. Um, and then he's allowed to lose one. Uh, actually, I'm not sure who who is who's touring. Um, England. New Zealand. Sorry. England. Right. If they lose a test to England, Jesus fucking <laughs> Christ, the world is coming to an end. Um, so basically, he's yeah that plus one plus one game during the November test, November tour are the two are the two games he's allowed to lose. If he loses more than that, then boy oh boy, he'll find his honeymoon period is gone. Um, mm. So to me, yes he can yes he can uh, experiment, but not too much. Um, do you think Rays will take Sean Stevenson? It's the same at me. <laughs> you go. No, you go. Um, first. I'll, 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 I'll go. I'll, I'll, put, I'll give my opinion it, after you. It depends how he plays. I mean, because the thing is, you're not picking a team for six months. If he plays like he played last season, and again, it depends who's fit. Sibir Reese going to be back. Narawa going to be back. Are those two going to be headed on the picking order? How will they play during the season? So it's going to depend a lot. But I think if he plays like how he's played in the situation and the chips are similar to what they are this year, um, I think he would pick him. I think he would. He just fits. Okay. I think he'll fit a, a mould that he'll kind of want, the, the style of play that their Robinson does play. Um, this comes down to... Okay, so, so first off, I think you've chosen the wrong players as to who's competing against. I cannot see Sean Stevens as a winger. He's either a 15 or he's not in the side at all. You're really no, going to play Super mind. Rugby at all season. That's the thing. You can't you play. can't pick someone as a fullback that's played wing all season. I, that, that's no, I just not right. But he's, he's going to play the entire season at the Chiefs on the a fullback and D-Max going to be at 10. Why won't he play on the wing? Because he'll be the fullback. Who else is going to be the fullback? Nanai Satoru. Well, no, you play Nanai Satoru on the wing. Nanai Satoru is not a bloody fullback. Stevenson can play on the wing too, and you don't know who no. else they've got as well. Who okay. else is there? I'm, I'm just looking at who's there right now. Okay, so you got Caleb Charles, Okay, between ten and fifteen, Caleb Charles, Dave McKenzie, Joshuani potentially. Are you, so maybe you put those those three cover those slots. In which case, then Sean Stevenson goes out, out on the wing. Um, the um, to, to me, um, uh, so I'm going to play France, England, Japan, and England, Italy away next November. Yeah, I mean, losing to France, a loss to France, a loss to South Africa, I think is okay. Any other losses is 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 uh, uh, puts Razor under, under the spotlight as to he was good at Super Rugby, but he can't do international. Will be the will be the kind of will, will be the line that's written out that, that, that's trotted out. Um, but um, those so yeah, he, those are the two losses he's allowed next year, in my opinion. Um, so um, the uh, to me. It, it comes down to how does Ray's want to play? Does he want to play the same uh, the way that um, uh, we're seeing Foster play, which is with two playmakers, which is what we're seeing with the um, 
Moana Barrett or Barrett Dame McKenzie we saw before that. And that's basically been his way for the past five, six years, seven years maybe. Um, but you don't really see that playmaker at 15 for the Crusaders. We've not, we're, um, okay, Habili can do, but they've moved him into the centres. Um, so to my mind, if they play with just the 10 playmaker and the 15 being that um, sort of third attacking winger, kind of space guy, running player rather than playmaking player, then yeah, absolutely. He, he, he could choose um, Sean Sullivan, uh, Sean Stevenson, um, but he might want to go with Will Jordan. That's the um, that, that that's that's the uh, the part there. Um, with an hour loss to England in the third Test, dead rubber with a brand new squad for the first two Tests to be allowed, maybe. But did you see how awful England were at the Rugby World Cup? They were very very limited. They had they okay they came third, but they, <laughs> that was the the the, the, the um, the draw allowed that, and they played nine-man rugby or maybe ten-man rugby. It was their game. Their semi-final game against South Africa was the was the epitome of what ten-man rugby was. If you want to see a definition of it, it's that they executed it very, very well, which is why they got close to winning. Um, don't get me wrong. I look, I'm an England fan. The jersey's there, um, but um, and I think they did fantastic at that in that semi-final, um, and I loved it every minute of it. But Playing against an all-black side, <laughs> you should not be. No, you should not be able to to do that to an all-blacks team who don't have two wingers who are five foot two. Um, I, I, to me, Aaron Sir is not a, is not an international level winger. I know the South African fans would kill me for that, but um, Colby, yes, Aaron Sir, no, <laughs> he's not an international winger in my view. You got to think about two when they'll be playing. Winter. In New Zealand, yeah. Come on, the All Blacks don't. I, mean, I think that'll play into England's hands. If you you're going to, I don't know where they're playing. I presume Eden Park will be one of them, and probably Wellington. Who knows? You know, you're going to be playing outdoors, wet, windy, you know, swirling sort of conditions. I thought throughout those finals of the World Cup of that weather conditions, and they were pretty average during those finals. I think they played, especially against South Africa. I think they played into England's hands drastically. Because it just gives, yes. you know, if, you're, if you've got a back three that can catch, you know, and England had a, a fullback that was very good under the high ball. And if you can secure that yourself and put pressure on the other team that are going to knock the ball on, don't have a plan for securing or protecting that guy at the back, which the Springboks didn't for, you know, the first 40 minutes or so of that game, and that you can easily let a game run away from you if they're going to just sit there and chip away at threes and threes and threes and threes. And, hey, before you know it, you're 18, you're, you're 24 points down, whatever, it's uh, quickly you know, swivels away. But, and I mean, if the All-Blacks going to run and attack and, and look to throw the ball around. Yeah, but third, just, God, third test in a test match series, they're not, they're going to know the tactics. Um, oh, third test. I'm talking first test. Oh, first test with a full straight yes. Wow. Uh, uh, pouring with rain. Pouring with oh, rain. Oh, if it's pouring rain, maybe. Yeah, okay. Wellington, absolutely pouring. Gale wins, you know. I'll just think hypothetically winter. That's what it's going to be like here. It's going to be, you know, three degrees. Uh, yep. And if England come out and they're just going to just high ball, high ball, high ball, high ball all day long. And we know that, you know, it doesn't matter who you got in their back three. If, if they don't take, oh, they play twice. Yeah, I thought it was only two. If you if you don't, you know, Will Jordan, I think, is especially bad at this. If he doesn't secure confidence straight away, it does affect his game. And I think we, we saw it through those finals when, especially that game he got that yellow, that was against France. We got that yellow card for that high, or well, that tackle in the air. When he come back on, you can tell he's very tentative. He was very 
concerned about every sort of way where I went about it. So, I mean, if Scott Robinson comes in, he wants to move around and put Will Jordan as his fullback. That could be a very precarious, I think, situation. Now, if he gets pummeled and makes a few errors, uh, his confidence goes, you know, it's just things like that. We'll see how he goes as a player. But it's, I think it's, a, it's certainly an instance that could happen. Uh, All Blacks will let it get away. Inexperienced heads in important positions, right? So who's going to be your 10? We've all seen Damien McKenzie going backwards on a wet night um, against the Lions team, right? I'll never forget that. It's etched into the back of my brain as one of the worst performances (laughs) from a number 10 ever. And every time it rains and McKenzie's got a 10 jersey on, that just rears its ugly head back up. So possibilities, man. You you think you put that pack going backwards in the rain, McKenzie at 10, um, they're in a world of trouble against Argentina, against England, against South Africa, against anyone. If it's absolutely pissing it down, maybe England have a chance. Maybe. Yeah. Conditions. And it's a and look, it's a chance. It's not like their favourites, they'll likely win. No, 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 no. They have a chance of winning. If it's dry. It's a four side bar. What a fucking hope <laughs> in hell. And I'm sorry about the language, folks. But look, look let's I'm be honest though. What what are England gonna pick next year though? Well, this year. This year, this year, next year, next year, next year. They are picnics here. How are they going to play? You know, are they going to play that yeah. sort of style? Are they going to go with these midfielders and wingers that are, are ripping things up in the premiership that all the English fans are tearing their, you know, their little comb-overs out over because, you know, guys like, what's his name, Murdy and um, the excitement machines that are ripping it up over there are just sitting there playing club rugby. Do they transition now and, and themselves go to build and say, hey, we've got four years. Let's try and play some sort of tactic with the back line. We, I think we the only talent is there. Because, hey, look, in Borthwick and also in Gatland, what did they do? They had pretty much basic, they they, they, they took teams, they had a short yeah. turnaround, and they, they, they took a, a basic game plan, and they did very well at the Rugby World Cup. Mm-hmm. Eddie Jones, God knows what he did. Um, well, we don't know what he did. He kept changing his mind at the end of the day. Um, and he definitely did not have the team, or didn't have the players, to implement a basic game plan um, at the end of the day. Uh, and he didn't try to either. So the um, so yeah. So hopefully, Borthwick does expand from ten man rugby. Um, uh, the so we'll, we'll, we'll yeah. Who knows what which England will, will arrive? Uh, England will have. Um, they need to be super defensive minded. Absolutely. Look nowadays, every team has to be super defensive minded. You have to be. See, if you can't defend, you ain't winning. The All Blacks went through some serious, was it, 30-odd phases against Ireland defending? Mm. Um, look, they're a side who has spent a lot of time working on their defence. Um, whatever you say about uh, New Zealand's attacking ability, they can also tackle, folks, um, at the end of the day. So um, this old idea that, oh, yeah, super rugby, they don't bother they don't bother training attack, they don't bother training defence. Um, so, um, so, yeah. Um, Chris Overbelly, uh, did we catch any X, uh, WXV? No, we didn't. And hence we haven't talked about it because we don't want to um, basically not give it the, the attention it deserves um, because we can't because we haven't got the, the, the knowledge. Sorry, um, but um, we're not going to um, damn it with the oh, yeah go go down that route. Um, so if you want to know about WXV, find yourself in uh, a, a women's rugby podcast. We're a men's rugby podcast, really. Uh, at the end of the day, um, you're thinking you'll play its DNA. <sighs> Look, I mean. <laughs> There, there, there's place your DNA, and then there's, and 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 then there's be a caricature of yourself. And England in that semi-final were a caricature of themselves. They weren't playing to their DNA. That that was going way beyond that. Um, England have always had good wingers. Rory Underwood, um, etc., have scored lots of tries. 
Um, so, um, look, they, they that um, Arundel could score twice. I mean, he was nearly top twice scorer in the tournament off one game, for fuck's sake. Um, we've got players who can score tries. Um, it, it's, it, it's, it's in the DNA. It just was not in the game plan. Um, there. Um, so, yeah, so, see, I think I've, I've, we've, we've, have we covered off what we were going to do, I think? Oh, I'm here for the ride. Here for the ride. <laughs> um, what else are we yeah, covering off? We're just going to, but basically, I was just going to have a look, look at the all black squad, and we've, we've had a look and said it's pretty much okay apart from locks and um, particularly 10. But as you say, there's depth in locks. We can see where the locks are coming from. Um, the, um, whereas the, looking at where the, uh, where the tens are coming from is a bit more, uh, yeah, a bit more. Well, if you think that if we look, if we run through, who were the who were the tens last year of Super Rugby? Bowden Barrett for the Blues, gone. Uh, David McKenzie for the Chiefs, he's first choice. Um, Brett Cameron Morgan for the Hurricanes, uh, wait to see. Mwanga for the Crusaders, gone. Um, uh, Hunts and Burns for the Highlanders, gone. So three out of five basically have gone, <laughs> which is why. Yeah, the ten, the the depth at ten is a question mark. You've only got one ten, whereas every team's got at least two locks. Um, plus, you play three every game, don't you? So there's a bit more depth there, um, even oh. if it is raw. I don't um, find it bad though. To me, this this is good. This is good players like Mitch Hunt have left. You know those sort of guys. That's good because where they will back calibrate. Okay, they're decent Super Rugby players. Okay, they they did a, they filled a role right. But now we get to see what's next, right? They've moved on. Thank goodness, because we don't want them clogging up spots, okay? No no offense, Mitch, at all. A quality player for the Highlanders. Fun to watch, right? But humorous probably was a good way to describe him. But now we get to see the next lot coming up and see if they can actually move on to the next, next level. Like, you talk about that last season, and they compared it to this season, there's probably about six or so guys that you probably actually be quite excited to see playing this season and see if they can actually make their step up. Hey, they might turn into Mitch Hunts as well. They could be just journeymen. <laughs> who are wandering around in, in four years' time as well. You just don't know. But at least you can see that next wave coming through, right? The, the fear is not all lost. We're not all picking up Reese Patchels for every five unions, right? So the depth is still, the, you know, the conveyor belt, as they say, of talent is is rolling through yet again. And we get to see another wave of pretty much every franchise having at least one young 10 coming through, um, which could be really, really exciting. And even nines. I mean, we lose Aaron Smith, but... Jeez, we we have some stack nines. I mean, it's yeah, it's I. Christy to me is he needs to go to Japan quickly while he's still a current All Black. Cash in, Flinley. Cash in, man. Fucking so, is gonna be all over you, Roy Guard. Can, can can we see Will Hunt? Uh, so um, sorry, can we see Hunt coming back in the same way that um, Marty Banks did as a kind of cop figure for for a little yeah. while? I know that. I mean, I, I kind of see him as in in that kind of mold. A guy who can do a drop goal from halfway um, to win a game, kind of thing. Um, so a bit like um, a, 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 a Marnie Banks, a um, oh rugby World Cup winner, bloody Donald, Donald, Stephen Donald. Kind of, I can see him kind of coming back and being in that kind of mold. A bit of a, bit of a um, yeah. Uh, it's, uh, I, I'd like to see Hunt come back and do that. Is there another no? place you can actually like to see coming back and doing that, right? Um... But generally, you don't get that. You don't get that sort of opportunity. Who, who, who else would you like to be? Who would you like to see as being the um, kind of cult figure? 
Oh, geez, that's on the spot. As in a 10, or I mean, Dan Coles is always the sort of guy I think that could play rugby till he was 100, literally, God, in a Hurricanes that. team. But he is, he's a character. He's a character. I, 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 don't get me wrong. He's a character, and he's yes. been a very, very, very good player. Hayden Parker, Jesus. He's 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 a blast become... from the past. Sorry? Hayden Parker. You saw a review about Hayden Parker. Oh, Hayden Parker. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, Japanese international. But, yeah, but he's um, for Wales. He didn't, uh, when, we talk, when we talk about players like Marty Banks, um, Stephen Donald, they didn't go and play for another country and be very good. But yeah, Hayden Parker is a cult figure, but for Wales, not for not for New Zealand. Um, the, um, Wales, didn't he play for Japan? You're thinking of Gareth Anscombe. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm, thinking, of, uh, I'm thinking of a, a 12. Hayden Parker went to play. I'm sure he played for Japan. What? Who am I, who am I thinking played of? played in it? Wales. Um, oh, I, I, I could be wrong. But um, oh, let me think of some other, so, while you do the quick tap researches. Um, some cult figure players of, geez, how long ago do you go, though? That's the problem. Currently no, no, still no, current, playing. Current players. Um, I would, no, quite right, I, sorry. Hayden, Park, Hayden Parker was a cult figure for, for, for the Sunwolves. Who am I thinking of then, of uh, Wesley, um, Wesley Parks? Hadley um, Parks. Hadley Parks. For, for, he was um, a midfielder, yes. For Wales. Sorry, yes. Um, yes. Um, yeah, you know, Hayden Parker was, yeah, was, was, was a, um, but he, 30 games for the Highlanders. I don't think he had, I don't think he played, I mean, he played 29 play games, but he played as many games as the Summers did from the Highlanders. I don't think he was here long enough to, to get that kind of, um, to kind of build up the cult following here. Um, whereas I think, I think Hunt could do that. I say Marty Banks, um, the, um, uh, breakout player might will start out. Um, Moving to the moving in from the highlands, maybe. Um, um, the um, park was some not Japan. Yep, you're quite right. Um, the um, played tests for Japan. I thought, I thought Hayden Parker played. Um, did he not play no, he played, he played for the New Zealand in the 20s, he had five games for them, oh. but didn't play for Japan, though. No. Interesting. Um, here we go. The um, and uh, yeah, he's, he's retired now. Um, is he? He's not that well, old. He's 32, but um, his senior career ended in 22 for Colby Steelers. So I don't know if he's playing for anyone else after that. Um, what a player. According, this is according to Wikipedia, of course. I mean, obviously, Wikipedia is yes. fact. So, yeah. So I don't know if he's yeah, played for anyone else since then. Um, so, um, yeah, no, I'm interested who, who you kind of... See, I can see... Our, I mean, Perhaps Artie's too good to be a cult player. Um, yeah. But um, it's got to be someone who punches above how good they currently are, right? For just, just a big moment. I Arcoy can be a can be a kind of cult figure. But I mean, a guy who a guy who um puts nail varnish on, who's a, who's a who's a who's a who's a lock. I mean, that kind of it doesn't that that that, that that's that's cult. He doesn't he doesn't fit the mold by any stretch of what a of what a a lock should be. Um he is um as far as I know, he's uh, and I'm, I'm not trying to out him here, really. As far as I know, he's straight has has, has a girlfriend and so. Um, but um, but just like putting nail polish on me, why not? But hey, it's all for the, um, it's, uh, it's 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 a star statement. Um, so um, Renny Ranger, absolutely, yeah, Renny Ranger for Northland, absolutely is uh, for, because of how long he's been playing there, um, has become a bit of a cult figure up there. Um, boy, oh boy, he should retire though. I, I, I <laughs> love him. He's given us an interview before. Uh, which is fantastic, and when he retires, he's basically going to be um, ending up digging ditches by roads. He's going to be a part, part of a part of a uh, part of road gang. That's basically his 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 post career thing for a guy who's been an All Black 
um you're kind of like wow okay um but that's cool that's that's what he's it's it's who he is um and uh um, i should dig out that interview as well and, and and put a put a link in the show notes for the um for the podcast um another option for you fumiaki tanaka okay. bring him back yeah he's a no, yes definitely a cult figure yeah um the um yeah we just don't let um uh what's his name on tv and to make jokes really? about it yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, he, he's a cult figure that can go that one. Well, yes, Wheeler, <laughs> Wheeler can go. Um, and does does it feel that counts being a cult figure? No, I mean, <laughs> no, I don't want to see him come back. No, no, it was kind of it was kind of fun his media stuff when he was still a player and it was and, and he was kind of good. Him trying to move yep. into being a media person, uh, and a, no, um, Matt Todd, um, it just go say yes, Marty Hollis soon at this rate. Right? Sorry, go say Marty Hollis soon at this rate. Right? But they, uh, Matt, Matt Todd, did he have a personality? I, 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 I can't remember ever, ever hearing him talk or or mm. or, or, or get I mean, the thing about your Stephen Donalds, your um, your Marty Banks, they have a personality off the pitch as well. It's part of the. Whereas Matt Todd, wonderful player, don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to take away from that, but as far as him wanting to have or having a media presence, I, I don't think he really did um, off the pitch. Maybe I'm wrong, um, but, uh, but I don't remember him no, talking. Not that I really saw, no. Not really one that really stood out to me, that's for sure. There's not really yeah. too many. They don't get the thing. So It's so PC these days, isn't it? Like you, you go to an interview and you say, oh, full credit to the other team and 100% this and 50% that. You know, you don't, you yeah. very rarely get to see the the characters um, in a team. I mean, you see a little bit of it, I think, through this World Cup when they do their own media stuff. You see a little bit of that. I think it's been a couple of characterish players that have kind of uh, let themselves out a bit more than they would for fear of, you know, um, mm -hmm. things going poorly for them um but i think Stephen reese is a bit of a character so i think guys who get injured and they take over that um that media sort of thing he, he's one that's quite a bit of a character as well but you don't see it that yep. often um mainly because of his history i guess he's probably being told just to shut up and play rugby right and don't do anything else um yeah, yeah. I, 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 the, the history thing i think is more overseas fans rather than new zealand fans i think new yes, zealand I fans have, sorry i agree yeah, I think New Zealand fans basically have, have moved on. Um, Flaffa Kataba discarded hairpiece last seen on the <laughs> Flat, actually, yeah, I think I, there, there are a couple of scrum halves who I think have got a bit of a bit of personality who um Brad Weaver. The um oh, Jimmy Gopper. Jimmy Gopper, yes. absolutely fantastic. Yes. Big shout. Yeah. Um yeah. the um but it does seem to be tens, doesn't it? That's interesting. Because they're the clutch can... players that do that one moment of brilliance that you remember forever. You know, they, they're just, you know, it's the drop goals. It's the last minute penalties after time has run out. And then they never do anything else again. But you always want them there because you know that they've done it once. And if you've done it once, you can always do it twice. And actually, one of the reasons I want Hunt to be it is because he does, he did that half, the half, the, 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 the you're right, he did that, that he did that uh, drop goal from halfway. That's kind of why. I kind of want it. I, I don't think of, I can't think of why else. I've never, I, I must, if he actually started talking to me, I probably wouldn't recognize him. Um, it's one of those sort of things. It's like, do I, do I actually, do I actually know what he sounds like? Do I know what his personality is? Not really. Um, 
but um, maybe um, the uh, oh, I had I had a name and I've gone blank as to who it was. Oh yeah, when you talk about some top goals, I mean Zinzan Brook, I guess is kind of one of the reasons why he's kind of lauded as being kind of this this, yes. this great number eight. I, yes, he was a wonderful player as well, but he was mercurial because he did one drop goal. Right, and that's he was this mercurial night because of that. Um, and uh, and the, the the longer we go past his career, most people forget about most of what he did. The drop goal becomes more and more who he is um, mm-hmm. from, 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 from that point of view. Um, so yeah, anyway, it's been fun talking about those sort of things. Um, maybe we'll bring it up again next, next week if you kind of remember any uh, any other cult figures. Nick White um, for yeah. Australia. Yeah, the, the moustache. Yeah. Part of it. He's um, a yeah. grub. But only for Australia. We don't want him here. For Kiwi, who's considered the better player? Gopeth or Nick Evans? Nick Evans. Um, yeah, Nick Evans, because they were always wanting to bring him back as cover for, 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 for Dan Carter. <laughs> Whereas Gopeth was like, yep, he's gone. Whatever. I think Gopeth was underrated. He was an underrated player, for sure. I think Gopeth was a better player than his, his career in New Zealand rugby kind of portrays. Uh, but I guess he, he come in that period where it was very difficult to try and break into anything more, wasn't it? And uh, so much competition. Like even Nick Evans, you say, boy, for a player that could have held an All Blacks number 10 jumper for years and years and years, um, hardly really saw it as his own for the great period that is here. And I guess that's why Jimmy Goffith had such a great career overseas, because he recognized that earlier and thought, I'm out. He's, I'm going to go make some coin and make a name for myself. Over there. Like how many games he played for Wasps? Like, geez, hundreds. He's there forever. He's a cult there as well, as much as anywhere else. I was going to say, I, I, see, I think of Jimmy Gopeth as being a, um, a Falcons player, but um, maybe I'm a Newcastle player. Well, he, but, he did but, move around. But uh, Nick Evans, to me, I think Nick Evans was a... Okay, so yes, yeah, so, so Jimmy Gopeth, Newcastle Falcons from 2009 to 2013. That's where he, that's where he went from the Blues, 113 yeah. games there. Um, I knew he had a brief, brief stint at Leinster, uh, 61 games. I mean, brief. That's um, still three years. Um, uh, and then Wasps, 156 games. But yeah, but that was that was kind of after he was already established as a player over there, having played for Falcons, gone to Leinster, won a European mm. Champions Cup. Um, <laughs> what a career, right? Much better than staying um, here. Oh hell yeah. Um, the um, and we're actually playing up until this year. Yeah, he was so late thirties. Lesser Tigers. Um, 40. He was actually 40. He actually ticked over the 40, yeah. Uh, well, no, actually, to be fair, he, he was 40 in June. Their season ended in May. <laughs> so he might just have been 39. He Late might 30s, just... yes. Hey, how about uh, how about Jimmy Cowan coming back? <laughs> anyway, um... <laughs> I'm going to wrap it up now uh, because I was thinking about wrapping up like 20 minutes ago, but then we always started talking about um, <laughs> they went down the rabbit hole of um, of cult figures. Um, Welcome to live um, streams with me and reviewer. That's what it's all about. Exactly. So yeah, so who's, who's going to do the next uh, next web page? The real Marty Banks. Uh, who's going to be the real the real the real thrill hunt? Um, we'll see. Um, but uh, yeah, have a great. Thank you, Steve, for joining me. Thank you everyone who's been in the live chat as well, and um, we'll catch you all next week at uh, 8 p.m.